This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 642, Valerie's Overall 7 and Bad Examiner Experience. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll learn a lot about preparation and IELTS test day warnings from Three Keys student Valerie. Find out how to perform at your best and about your rights as an IELTS candidate. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. We have maybe the youngest guest we've had on IELTS Energy today. Um, Valerie, welcome to the show. Hi. I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. It's so awesome. Um, so Valerie is here because she is a Three Keys student and she just got some pretty awesome IELTS scores on her very first try. Um, however, <laughs> there were some, some challenges on the exam day. So we're going to have a conversation about Valerie's IELTS prep and experience and goals. So listeners, this is definitely a very valuable episode today. Um, Valerie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Um, yeah, sure. Well, I'm from Peru, so I, my first language is Spanish. I'm 18 years old. I'm right now in college. I'm studying business management. And, well, I want to go to... Um, I, I, I really took IELTS because I want to go to UK. I'm thinking to apply for a university there. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, and what do you want to study in the UK? Uh, business management. Okay. Awesome. Super cool. Okay, Valerie. So let's get into it. Um, all right. So this was the first time you took the test, right? Yes, it was my first time. Okay. Awesome. And what made you decide to get three keys to help you prepare for that first time? Well, before I asked, I took a CAE, the mm -hmm. Advance of Cambridge, and I was in a language center, but I... I actually, uh, my results weren't that good and okay. I didn't receive a lot of support from my teachers uh. and also I was starting college. So my father is, a, is an active listener of your podcast. <laughs> so, so he recommended me uh, the trickies and he told me like to see some videos, listen to some podcasts and to see if it will be helpful for me, especially for my time. So I decided to, yes, to try it, and it actually, it was very helpful. 
That's awesome. Can I ask you, this is a total side note, but why does your dad listen? Like, he's not going to take the exam, right? Uh, no, no, no. He, he, the, no, it's, it's not going to take IELTS, but he started to learn English uh, when I was maybe 10. So oh, he was, wow. yeah, because of his job. So oh. his English is not that good. And he actually didn't, didn't, he didn't uh, go to a language center. He learned by himself. Cool. So it, it's a way to just to keep practicing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. What's your dad's name? I want to give him a shout out because he's going to listen to this, right? <laughs> His name is Martin. Yes, maybe. Sure. Why not? His name is Martin? Yeah. All right, Martin, Valerie's dad, thank you for listening. We love you. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So let's get into your exam day experience, all right? Um, because, I mean, you got an overall seven. Like, let's not, you know, hide that fact. I mean, your overall score is really good, right? That's what a lot of students are aiming yeah. for, that magic seven. Um, and, <laughs> okay, so let's say that first because that's really good. But let's actually start with the the part that was toughest for you, which is shocking to me because listeners, you could hear that like speaking English for Valerie sounds easy, right? Like you sound super comfortable. Yeah, I you, like to talk in English. <laughs> I know you do. I had some personal coach classes with you and you were just <laughs> delightful to talk to. You're awesome. Okay. So you got a six though on speaking, right? Like what? Tell yes. me about that experience. Uh, yes, to be honest, speaking, I also talk French. So when I uh, took French exams and English exams, uh, speaking is my best score. It's something I feel very secure uh, when I'm in, in like in exam mode. But yeah. this time was totally the opposite. And it was really, really scary for me because after my exam, I was like really, really nervous of my results. So yeah. the thing was that when I um, when the examiner called me, I didn't realize that the time was running already. Oh! So she opened the door and the the time stopped running, and I was like, I wasn't sure that it 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 was like normal or it because I watched videos before and it was like you enter first and then the examiner puts the time. But it wasn't this in this time, and also wait, my wait, examiner. Wait, wait, wait! So she started. She started the exam like she started recording you as soon as you opened the door. Yes, that is not correct. You need to complain to the test center about that because that is not the appropriate procedure. Okay, yes, I, I was very, very, I was very confused at that time. That is terrible. Okay, so, listeners. You guys need to uh, know your rights as an IELTS candidate, okay? IELTS is so closely controlled. And yes, the examiners are monitored, but not every single exam, right? I mean, it is. there are random checks throughout the year where their, um, their performance will be listened to, okay? Not every speaking test is checked, right? And so I think some examiners get lazy in between. Like maybe she was just monitored or whatever. And she's like, oh, nobody will care this time. Nobody's going to listen. And when examiners break the rules, that means your score 
is invalid, basically, because you need to be spoken to in the same way as every other candidate in order for these scores to be valid. Like, that's the whole thing about IELTS, right? Trying to keep it exactly the same at every test center around the world so these scores mean something. So, Valerie... You, you need to talk to the test center administrator, the IELTS administrator, about this, okay? Okay, yes, because it, it was, I wasn't, I was very, very, very confused. And it was, I was nervous and that was confusing. So I was, I feel lost in that time. Yeah. And she just started uh, talking the, like, the normal examinator uh, procedure. And then she just threw the question. And I wasn't ready. So I just start talking and try to do my best. Yeah. But I I start like in, with the left foot, right, actually. Yeah, no, that is an idiom we say to start on the wrong foot. That's, yeah, no, that's a perfect idiom in this case. Oh, man, because Valerie, you definitely deserve higher than a six. <laughs> yes, oh. I knew that. <laughs> so um, then, Valerie, yeah, sorry, go okay. ahead. Oh, well, in part two, uh, I think it was the, my, uh, well, the worst part of this story. Oh, no. Because I was answering all the questions that it's in the paper. But when I was trying to answer the last question, she told me that my time was, like, over. So she started asking me question of part three. And that was also not uh, good for me because I just disconcentrate because when I was in part three, I was thinking, oh my God, I didn't finish. So oh, I just oh. lost track of all the questions that was in part three. And I just answered, but I, to be honest, don't know how I answer it, if it was <laughs> correct, if I used, if I used right words, if I didn't mix Spanish with English, because sometimes it happens <laughs> to me because I, I speak both like, at the same time, sometimes, yeah, because I'm talking with my friends in Spanish and I'm reading in English, so sometimes I mix uh, both. So I don't right. know how I answer in part three. And I also was <gasps> thinking about part two, and I was, well, it was terrible for me. Okay, I have a couple things to say here. Um, first of all, listeners out there and you, Valerie, <laughs> those questions that are on that part two card, you do not have to answer them. You don't, the examiner doesn't even look at those questions, okay? The only thing that matters is that you are talking about the topic, and the topic is that sentence that starts with describe blah, blah, blah. So for example, if the part two card says, describe a time where you had a problem while traveling or whatever, you have to talk about a problem while traveling for two minutes. Those three questions below that, they don't matter. They are only there to help you think of stuff to say. Okay, like that's not even part of your score. All right. So it sounds like you were kind of anxious about something that you didn't have to be anxious about. But I like that we're talking about this because hopefully this prevents other people from worrying about this on exam day. So that's an important (laughs) thing to realize. And then for part three, it sounds like you just sort of went into autopilot, like only part of your mind was present. And the other part of your mind, most of your mind was just filled with anxiety about part two. Oh man, also, no, we need we need yes. all parts of our mind available to us when we're answering part three. Yes, and 
I don't know if it was like good, but my examiner just looked at me and I was speaking and she didn't try to make a conversation, like a natural conversation. So that also puts me a little, um, a little nervous because yes. I'm, I didn't knew if it was right, wrong, if my, what about my time? I, I wasn't sure about no, nothing. No, totally. I, yeah. Okay. So here's the other thing about lazy examiners. I'm, I'm, I'm laying it all on the table today, you guys. Um, I mean, how many examiners are there around the world? Thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands, right? Not all of them are going to be awesome. So the dream examiner, what we want to happen in part three is that the examiner creates a conversation with you. So the examiner has questions like printed in their own booklet, right? That they can ask you. But they're not supposed to just read the questions on the paper. They're supposed to maybe read the first one and then try to develop a conversation with you after that. And when the examiner doesn't do that part of their job, because it is hard, to be honest with you, like keeping all of that, keeping the score in mind the whole time while you're developing a conversation, it's definitely hard. But that, but that's the job, right? That's what they're supposed to do. Um, so not all examiners do that. I think they get lazy and they just read the questions that are there. So if that happens, it's not a reflection on you as a candidate. It's a reflection on the examiner. And again, guys, like, I think I want to make this the sort of takeaway. The theme for today is that recognize your rights as a candidate. Do not be afraid. Like, don't feel like, oh, I'm going to bother someone. I'm going to be annoying to someone, you know, if I complain. If you feel like you were not treated with respect or treated correctly, if the process wasn't followed, then you need to talk to the IELTS administrator about that. Okay? Because there's a lot wrong here. with this experience today. Okay, so I'll get get off my soapbox about IELTS candidate rights and we'll we'll move on. Okay, um, cool. So let's let's move on to uh, uh, greener pastures, as they say, sunnier pastures, and talk about your other scores, which were extremely amazing. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, so let's start with the highest score. Listening eight, that's incredible. So do you have like a quick tip you can offer future IELTS test takers about how to get such a good listening score? Well, to be honest, I, well, before the exam, I went uh, listening to a podcast in English. Awesome. That was the first thing I did. Uh, well, I don't remember exactly, but it was about nature that it was uh, from a webpage that a friend recommended me that right now I don't remember. But I did that also in my CAE exam. And it, it's really, really helpful because you are like listening to English and you're trying to put your mind on that English uh, mode. Yes. So I think totally. that's very, very, very helpful. For I me, love it was that. really, really helpful. No, that's awesome advice, you guys. Like, get in, uh, get in game, get in the 
in the zone, we could say, like in the <laughs> English zone, right? Um, yeah, before you're, because listening is the first, the first part of the exam, unless you're in Australia, they start with writing, I believe. But for most test centers, um, listening is going to be the first <laughs> one. So definitely like get your head in the game. We have a lot of awesome idioms coming out today, guys. <laughs> Come back to the blog, ielts.allearsenglish.com. Search Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-Y, and you will see this this episode. I'll put these idioms in this blog post. So get your head in the game. Yeah. Like listen to a podcast made for native speakers, right? Just like, yes. yeah, I love that. Develop that mindset. That's perfect. Um, okay. And then reading seven, especially for, I would say the first time you take the exam, reading and writing are really the biggest challenges. Okay. To my mind, like from talking to students, right? So getting a seven on your first time taking the reading test is is pretty awesome. Um, Do you have any any tips for our listeners about reading? Uh, Well, to be honest, I use the three keys in my reading exam. Yeah, that's that's the biggest tip. Yeah. To be honest, it's the biggest tip to follow exactly what the key, uh, the key, the three keys say. Because um, it was really, really helpful, like underlining and know that some uh, um, questions have like this trick. Yeah. So it was really, really helpful to know that to which uh, needs to be uh, answered in order, which aren't. So that also helped me a lot with my time. And well, I'm I'm also an active reader. I love to read. And... My also my father loves me to uh, love reading, <laughs> so he buys me a lot of. Uh, he he travels a lot to uh, the US, so he oh. uh, I I ask him like ten books <laughs> in English. That's great. So that's also yeah. So that's also something that it's a hobby. So I love reading, yeah. and it's that it's very it's very uh, easy to me. For sure. So both of those things, guys, both of these things are necessary. First of all, you have to be a comfortable reader, right? You have to like, I would say like you have to enjoy reading to some extent. Like it is really important, guys, that you develop a habit of reading. And yes, it's good for the reading test, but I would say more so for the speaking and writing, for the vocab, for the ideas, but definitely that comfort of reading is necessary. That comprehension, right? Like not being scared of reading in English. But <laughs> I mean, you have to have the strategies as well because it's you like you're not actually reading on the reading test. It is all about the time, guys. So that's why in Three Keys IELTS, we have that system set up for you. So you get that seven, that eight, that nine on reading because you have to know which questions are in order, not in order. And also these little tricks like Valerie said, I mean, matching headings to paragraphs, yes, no, not given, like these tough ones that are like just baffling. If you don't know what's happening, um, you need to know what's happening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Awesome. And then last but not least writing. So again, first time you got a 6.5. That's amazing. Um, do you feel like the, the personal coach classes we had helped you, uh, get that 6.5 in writing or like what, what set you above that six? Oh, yes. Uh, well, for me, writing, it's been always the toughest one. Ah, okay. In international examinations. But also my, when I was uh, about to take the writing exam, 
my mind was like, okay, you're going to see numbers, you're going to see pictures, maybe, you're going to see a table, maybe, <laughs> but I never, never imagined to see a diagram or map. Oh, uh, crap. Oh, diagrams are the yes. worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, yes. Valerie? I bet, like, I bet if it weren't a nature diagram, like if it were a graph that you were like super like ready for, you would have at least got a seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, yes. Like, you're just thrown off because of that nature diagram. So let this be another lesson, IELTS candidates. Like, yes, you, more than likely you're going to get a graph with numbers if you're an academic student, but there's always a chance you're going to get a nature diagram or well, a process, probably not, but that is still a possibility. Um, so yeah, make sure that you are ready for everything, right? The way we control our score is in preparation right? That's just, that's the key all over for every part of the IELTS exam. So just, just be ready for anything. Oh, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, but the rest of it, so, like task two, like task two, you felt pretty confident? Uh, well, yes, it was a topic like in traveling abroad and learning new cultures and language. So I had experience oh. because I've traveled to New York to learn English. So I had yeah. a lot of ideas in that part. Easy peasy. Oh, that's awesome. Dang that diagram. I blame the diagram for not getting a seven. It was okay. actually a map. Oh, a map. Two maps. Still. Two maps. Yeah. No, uh, of a zoo, I get. I think it was a zoo. Oh, my God. I was so... A zoo? Oh, a no. Yes. <laughs> that sucks. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> let this, let Valerie's experience be uh, lessons for everyone to learn from and be ready for those map questions. Okay, Valerie. Yes. Um, thank you so much for coming on and, and being brave to share this experience because, you know, it's kind of easy if like everything is awesome and we could talk about how, you know, easy everything was, but like it wasn't all peaches and cream. I am full of idioms no. today. It wasn't all peaches <laughs> and cream for you. Um, so thank you very no. much for like being brave, coming on the show and sharing, yes. you know, being very honest about what happened. So Valerie, you are amazing. We are very proud of you as a <laughs> student. Um, and thanks for thank coming you. on the show today. All right. <laughs> okay, Valerie. Okay. Good luck in the future. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.